When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. 50 years wow. of Sesame Street, I know, and I am still extremely entertained every Saturday and Sunday morning when Jacob puts that on and we watch whether it's an episode from 40 years ago or one from last week. It's just great. Huh. It's such, I watch in fascination. Just, I want to sit in one of I want to sit in one of the the writers sessions when they're writing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Just those I want to be around those creative minds and how they come up with some of the things that they come up with because it's just brilliant. But yesterday, Sesame Street the Twitter account asked which monster would you want to be stuck on a deserted island with? And Uncle your choices were Grover, Oscar, Cookie Monster, or Elmo. Uncle Jack wasn't one of the... Uh... <laughs> no Uncle Jack in no this Uncle one. Jack. No. Okay. But it's funny. What's funny, we don't know the results yet, and we may never. But some of the reasons that people were choosing their particular monster were kind of funny and somewhat disturbing at times. A lot of people pick Grover because he's also super Grover, right? Yeah, so he could get you out of there. But right. he has a lot of questions. Yeah, he asks. He does he ask does. a lot of questions, and he does seem to be a little bit clumsy at times, and seems you know it's never quite a smooth rescue whenever Super Grover's involved. But it's kind of a cheat because if Super Grover is part of the equation, you wouldn't be stuck on the island in the first place because he could just fly you both off, right? right? Okay, and you'd probably crash when you landed. That's a small price to pay. Others chose Grover because of his enthusiasm and can-do attitude, or simply because the other three would suck. <laughs> like this guy, I mean, he, this is what he says. Elmo, God love him, would become super annoying quickly, asking way too many questions. Oh Cookie, yeah, <laughs> Cookie's blood sugar gets low. He becomes hangry, and it's a wrap. And he's kind of annoying at times too. You cookie monster, excessive maybe. Was Oscar an option? I'd pick. Him. Yes, Oscar would complain the whole time and wouldn't lift a finger to help. This is science. Is the quote. Oscar got some votes for being the least annoying of the four. He's also a survivor because, of course, he lives in a trash can. So he'd be the least likely to to nag about anything. People who chose Cookie Monster figured he'd have cookies with him or at least crumbs that could be picked out of his fur. Although one person pointed that he would, quote, go through cookie withdrawal and who even knows what his sober personality is. (laughs) That's true. And then that leaves Elmo. Poor Elmo. A lot of people who chose him did so because he'd be the easiest to kill and eat. (laughs) <laughs> how, how messed up is that, right? That's just wrong. And one person pointed out that his bright red fur would make a great signal flag. Oh, that is yeah. true. That is true. I didn't think about that. Aw, poor Elmo. 
Well, Saturday Night Live, since the very first episode, has has a very long history of political parodies. But these days, people have become very sensitive to politics. And uh, we're not just talking President Trump here. A lot of America thinks that the show has gotten too political. A new poll asked more than 2,200 Americans for what it's worth. A third identified as conservative. A third identified as liberal. And almost a third said that they were moderate. 54% of all of those people combined said they actually have a favorable opinion of SNL compared with 22% who had an unfavorable opinion. However, about 40% agree that the show has become too political. About a third say it hasn't, and another third just don't have an opinion either way. But they didn't just ask these questions about SNL. They asked a lot of questions about politics on late-night shows in general. And more than 50% say that a lot of the hosts in general tend to lean politically liberal. Uh, 42% said Jimmy Kimmel leans liberal. Another 42% said Stephen Colbert does. About 40% said Jimmy Fallon does. It is kind of surprising that Jimmy Fallon got a more liberal score than Bill Maher. Or Seth How Meyers. That? Or oh, that's Trevin. people no. must not know who they are. Then. They must not, or <laughs> you're just not aware of what their shtick is. When's the last time you guys watched Bill Maher? Have oh, I've never, that in a long I've time? never you gotten ever, into Bill Maher. Never ever so seen it. No. HBO, oh, I've right? seen it. I just have never gotten into it enough right. to watch it on a regular basis. Right. He's just, you know, he just seems so darn mad. <laughs> Here is an interesting little fact about Bill Maher that nobody knows that we learned based through our friend at The Price is Right, um, they actually do that show on The Price is Right stage. Really? Yeah, they literally just they just pull a black curtain, basically, around The Price is Right set, and they just say... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Set up chairs on that stage, and it doubles as the set for Bill Maher's show. Yeah. Does he have an audience? Do like people come in and sit in the chairs and stuff? He has had an audience. I don't know if he does now, because it's been a while since I've seen it. But It's just fascinating to watch a, a talk show like that, that is heavily politically leaning on a cable station where you can swear. Yeah. Because, you know, because, I mean, just the things that he's... The things that they get away with yes. and are able to say. And the way that they talk about all kinds of different political people. and Yeah, there's definitely yeah. an audience for it. He's been on a long time. And they hoot and holler. Woodstock, 50th anniversary. 1969 was a really great year. You know it? It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> well, Woodstock celebrating its 50th anniversary with a new event in Watkins Glen, New York. August 16th is the weekend, and they have announced the lineup, and this is great. We have heard this before, but now it's confirmed that Jay-Z, Dead & Company, The Killers, Imagine Dragons, Chance the Rapper, Miley Cyrus, Halsey, The Black Keys, and Santana 
along with the Lumineers and Greta Van Fleet. That's quite a lineup. It's cool because Dead & Company and Santana were part of the original festival 50 years ago. Oh, wow. Some other returning legacy acts include John Fogarty, John Sebastian, Mm. Country Joe McDonald, Canned Heat and Hot Tuna. John Sebastian. I know, right? That's the name of a band, Hot Tuna? Hot Tuna. (laughs) So John Fogarty says the mood in the country is different, similar in many respects, but different. I'm very Mm. glad that I'm able to be here 50 years later. I'm going to be playing most of the same songs that I played then. There you go. So Robert Plant is on the bill, performing with the sensational Space Shifters. I wonder if any of these artists thought that they would be there 50 years from now doing this. Man, I bet they hoped. They hoped. I wonder what the conditions are going to be like. You know what I mean? Hopefully rainy and muddy. And yeah. muddy and <laughs> it's are in New York. actually have like portalettes this time? And is re- Recreational weed isn't legal in New York yet, is it? I have no idea. I don't think so. Just wondering what kind of atmosphere that's going to be in the crowd we compared to 50 years ago, you know? Well, Wendy Williams made a pretty... Emotional announcement yesterday on her show. Turns out she has been living in a sober house. For some time now, and even today and beyond, I have been living in a sober house. When you see me come to work, glammed up, right after the show, I go across the street, I do my Pilates. I told you two hours a day, I like to take care of my body. And you know I've had a struggle with cocaine in my past, and I never went to a place to get the treatment. I don't know how, except God was sitting on my shoulder and I just stopped. After I go to the Pilates, I go to several meetings and I see my brothers and sisters caught up in their addiction and looking for help. They don't know I'm Wendy. They don't care I'm Wendy. There's no autographs. There's no nothing. Um, Only Kevin and Kevin have known about this. After I finish my um, appointments, I am driven by my 24-hour sober coach back to a home that I live in here in the South, I mean, in the Tri-State, with um, a bunch of smelly boys who've become my family. Doors locked by 10 p.m., lights out by 10 p.m., so I go to my room, and I stare at the ceiling, and I fall asleep to wake up, to come back here to see you. So that is my truth. Mm. All right. You know, and the first thing I think of when I hear that is how how Howard Stern attacked her last week and how we just never know what anybody's going through. No idea. Yeah, he was not happy. He felt very uh, betrayed because he's always looked out for her and he's always uh, agreed to have her on a show even when she didn't have anything going on and he's just like I, who are you don't talk about me don't say stuff about me don't start something with me i don't know was she even trying to start something uh she said some kind of crappy things about how he uh, has gone, lost his edge how he'd gone hollywood yeah, yeah. but uh, he found it he got it back <laughs> thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen morning show podcast Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.